You're listening to TJ Talks. All right, here we go. All right. Welcome to TJ Talks. Once again, we are here on Wednesday, February 23rd, and I'm your host, Judd. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Teresa. Hello, Judd. Hey. <laughs> wow. Happy Wednesday. Yes, it's a great Wednesday. It's a good day. We're both able to Skype and be normal, not on the road or anything, which is nice. That's that's a fact. Although it was nice last time because with your iPad, you can see the video. You just can't do the video out. Exactly. So, you know, and it's not a topic for today, but I just want to say next week on the 2nd of February, that Apple's supposed to have a big announcement for the iPad 2. Oh, I bet it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Although I'm still enamored with mine. So it doesn't matter if I, it's better. I, I still love mine. I think a lot of people have it and just love it and can't imagine. They're like, okay, yeah, it's going to have a camera, but so what? You yeah, know? whatever. I'm going to go in to do battle this week with Verizon about my iPhone. Oh, so if I can, yeah, if I can make something happen there, I'll be happy. And that way won't care about my iPad being last year's model. Well, that's, that, yeah, I can understand that. Although, right. I mean, I have an iPad and I'm not looking to get rid of it. Although, no, me neither. I No way. Although nope. the other person that lives here, she, <laughs> my she wife. She needs an iPad. She, that's she, right. She, she wants an iPad and uh, I could see where I could trade up and she yes. can <laughs> That's a great idea. I love that. Here, honey, since you're starting out with the technology, take this one, and then we'll get the new one, and then when you're ready for that, That's we'll right. pass that it's, down. It's, it's way more power than you could possibly use. I don't oh, want to, yeah. you know, you, you just, you know. We don't want to cloud your pretty little head with thoughts of technology, so right. use the simpler one. Yeah, Although, nice. You know, the funny thing is she has an iPhone and doesn't right. use it for hardly anything. She uses it for the very basics. It's it's email uh, a little bit. She doesn't even Texting, check it. She doesn't check it every day. Yeah. She checks oh, it out really? once a week with the email. Okay. Does uh, surfs the net. Okay. And, uh, on with Safari, like you said, some texting. Very rare. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Um, Does she take pictures with it when she? Oh yes. Goes take, out she or? takes okay. a lot of pictures. Doesn't right. use it to listen to music. Oh wait, she does use it for Pandora. Oh, all right, all right. So she gets some good out of it. She oh, she does. But yeah, like, you know, she's not. Like, but for those of us that you have yours and abuse it, as would I. Oh, so right. yeah, and I'm, abuse it with you know all the apps and all the stuff. I'm taking pictures with. I've got all these awesome picture programs. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on the show today, Judd? Yes. <laughs> now that we've had our basic thing, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a bunch of things. There is so much going on. Just you know, we you know as we've been developing this show, we are really kind of that news current events we're kind of a current event show with some right. with some uh kind of uh lifestyle topics thrown in as as we kind of formulate what we're all about and i guess it's because we have a lot of opinions about things in the news and that's what makes it so good and you know we we've taken some classes and whether it's high school or we had tough teachers like Mr. Reams. <laughs> he made us think about stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, you... I'm currently classless at the moment. I'm not oh, taking classes. Neither, but... <laughs> neither am I. All, all I remember was being told that I'm just blowing smoke. Oh, okay. So, so, all right. So this is our hour once a week to blow some smoke. 
keeping our finger on the zeitgeist. But That's what I like to think of it. We are, and we do it, and we do it for all you guys. And me might not like our opinion, but that's okay. At least it's another opinion. But we'd be happy to hear yours. You yep. know, or come on. You know, we we do this on Skype, and we'd love to hear some people on Skype uh, on Wednesdays. Or maybe we'll do a separate show. Give us a call. All right. Uh, the topics for today. Unions and the teacher thing in Wisconsin. Not the Middle East problem, the Midwest problem, yeah, right? The, yeah, that's going to be a big deal. Somali yes. pirates. And, Scary stuff. And, and, yeah. I, and I definitely have some opinions about that. Oh, good. Okay. Because I don't, I don't know what to think of this. So, okay, good. We'll go oh, on to that. Yeah. And then we have uh, a big earthquake in New Zealand. Yeah. For those of us in California, it's no joke. This earthquake stuff's serious business. It is serious business. Yeah. And, and are we prepared? No. No. <laughs> Never. It's just like the people in Florida who aren't prepared for a hurricane. All right. So I don't feel so bad. I think that collectively we're all bad at that. that yeah. That's right. And yeah. then, and then finally, uh, a New York Times article just the other day, committed men are not swayed by women's fertility. And then we'll kind of follow that up with another article. A big time magazine article about, um, yes, Mm -hmm. a big time time magazine article about sex addiction. And if it's really an addiction or is it just people behaving badly? (laughs) All right. Well, we have lots and lots to talk about. Oh, and then maybe uh, if we can get to it, and I think we should, we're going to be talking the Oscar picks. Oh, yeah, we have to get a few of those in, so uh, we better start talking fast. So we're not going to be <laughs> hanging out on all these topics for 20 minutes at a time. We're probably right. gonna, In fact, I'm going to time it here on my okay. end, so that way when we get into the, uh, into the red zone, I have a, a Toastmaster app that I'm going to use. Uh-oh. <laughs> or, what was that? Oh. I just sent you a little um, <laughs> emoticon of a clock so that we will keep on task. We are going to keep on task. That is right. the plan. <laughs> Um, so so yeah. let's jump in yeah while you set up your timer let's jump into the the wisconsin thing okay uh, and what 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 we know about it so far is that they elected a governor mm-hmm. who vowed to rectify the state's budget crisis okay mm-hmm. and he was fairly overwhelmingly elected right like he won that's what i understand and the tea party yeah. particularly was instrumental in his right. election and you know, and there's a lot of stuff going on there. I mean, they, you know, you only have so much money. You have a right. budget. You have right. to live within a budget. We all have to, whether it's a state or your personal life. And then you have people who are working for this this government that says, yeah. hey, you know, um, we want to be able to negotiate what our money and our and our benefits are. So. There's really two things going on here. One is the group of people want to negotiate their their wages and their benefits. It's mm-hmm. it's the ability to negotiate. Right. That's what they want. And that is not something he ever talked about doing when he came to, you know, campaign and win his governorship. That yes, he talked about we have to examine all the expenditures and we're going to make harsh cuts. He said that, so right. and they all sort of agreed to it when they elected him. But he left out the part where he was just going to bust the union to do it. Right. So that's that's the interesting thing, and and I feel like like these teachers are underpaid at best. I think we should all just admit to that. Yes, there are bad teachers. Yes, there are bad unions. All of these things exist. But 
is that the place to to make this stand? I I just I don't see it. Oh well, I mean, what you got to look at? I suppose what does the teachers' union really do? I mean, what like you said, teachers already are underpaid. Right, right. So, so if we're they're gonna, what are they gonna do? Bust the union and tell them they're gonna cut their pay in half? Right, right, <laughs> I mean, exactly. What's I mean, gonna happen there? You know? And I feel like regular, ordinary working people don't understand the good that the unions can do, and that for a lot of us, living wages would not be an option without a union. So that's the part I think people are a little short-sighted on, and that they feel. Um, well, if we all just do our job, we'll get paid what we're supposed to get paid. And that just isn't true in corporate America or with corporations running things or whatever. So it's a very simplistic view of it all, and it's very complicated. And I do agree that things have to get cut. And it's the whole argument of we want every prisoner locked up in a prison, but I don't want the prison in my neighborhood. So everybody that is afraid to have the expense, the budgets cut and the and the amenities trimmed back, we all have to take a stand there, but I just don't think he should be taking that stand and breaking, trying to break the union. Well, I, I think the thing is, is that people want to be part of their own destiny. Yes. Now, like me, if I go for a job, I want to be able to say to the person, this is what the wage I want to, I, I will work for. You know, mm-hmm. in Florida, we have what they call a right to hire yeah, you're a right to work right, state. Right to work yeah. state. So that means I, I can quit on demand. I can say, I quit, and I don't have to give two weeks' notice. And but you know what? They can tell me you're no longer welcome to work here anymore. Thanks for working here, and they can fire me at, without cause, and and hire somebody else to do my job, like right. that. Yeah. And so. What do unions provide? They, they're they supposed to provide some level of security, an even playing field for, you know, these, these types of people who are doing, and, and particularly, I feel that unions are best when it's skilled labor that isn't going to, uh, you know, get paid these uh, crazy wages. Because you know what? You look at a manager and how much a manager gets paid, and I, I mean, I work for a big, big company. Mm-hmm. I will tell you what, the guy who got the manager's job didn't build that company. They, just, right. they went to school, got a degree, maybe had a couple of different little jobs along the way, and then sat in that chair and is getting paid a whole bunch of money. Right. You know? Right. Uh, I mean, you, we can cry about what's fair and what's not. But you know what? If a bunch of people want to get together in their workplace and say, guess what? We're collective bargaining. You know, what's the difference? Because we are more powerful against entities when we're together. And that whole idea to me seems to be lost on a lot of people. I mean, if a CEO, if a CEO can get $10 million as a bonus, but you can't pay the, uh, two or three percent raise for the year because you know the economy sucks so we won't give you a big raise but we'll give our ceo who's making you know they're in charge of the stock for the shareholder but right it's the little guy who doesn't have a voice who actually if they do their job right helps make the stock go up because i guarantee you this if you're a defense contractor and you have a guy who makes 
20 bucks an hour and they do something that violates some federal law and costs the company a million dollars in fines to the federal government, you know, is that what you want? Right. <laughs> you know, it's, right, like, exactly. it's like in the Navy, the guy who gets paid the least amount of money is the one who drives the billion dollar submarine. You know, yeah. and everybody puts their life in that person's uh, hands. In, the, in their hands. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to make a couple other comments and then we'll move on. Right. I think it's I think it speaks to the power of this issue that. Am I saying this number correct? 60,000 people came to protest in Madison um, and um, I will fact and it's that, but... freezing cold and yet they're doing it fairly peacefully, which is amazing. So I you mean and there's different. No, no reporters got raped. <laughs> no one got raped or killed. Uh, no one's been maimed or harmed. I don't even think there's been frostbite. And it's really freaking cold out there. So I, I just think that for all the naysayers and negative people, the, the right to peaceful assembly has been, you know, exercised here quite well. So whatever the outcome is, and we are fairly powerless to have a change over it because we don't live in Wisconsin, um, I'd like to just be grateful for their efforts and behaviors at least so yeah. well democracy yeah. in action that's what it is that's right it's, it's this all is about the democracy. way it's done right so yeah. okay. uh, we're not going to solve the world's problems on that one and, <laughs> and we're not unfortunately what, what <laughs> but but we are at seven minutes and 18 seconds so we're going to keep going on to the next conversation let's move is, this we, thing we gotta, along right we gotta move it on all right that's here right. we go okay so uh the next thing somali pirates Kill four hijacked Americans. I've got a little summary here I can uh, give you. Uh, yeah. American officials have said that uh, they that four Americans whose yacht was boarded by Somali pirates off Oman on Friday were killed. Uh, there was, in, I don't know if you know, but a U.S. warship had been following the yacht towards the Somali coast. They heard gunshots, and then uh, the U.S. took action against the yeah. pirates. And right. um, let's see, owner Scott Adams, a former Hollywood director, and his wife, Jean, were uh, aboard the boat, and they were handing out Bibles, and they were killed. Yeah. Um, this is more than a dozen pirates on the boat. Thirteen were captured, and two were killed. Quite, there was a ransom request, right? They wanted several million dollars for these I, people to be returned alive. I, I don't know the whole story on why the, the people were killed, though. So. I think that well, and I think they realized they weren't going to get the ransom. That that's my oh. take on it. I I don't know if that's exactly correct or not. So then I, they just felt well, it was a liability to have these prisoners get rid of them, right? I guess you know though. I think it's time to uh, be done with the pirate deal. Well, why why is this still happening? I I don't understand. Be, why can't we? Because we're stupid. I mean, okay. it, 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 well, it, you have a naval perspective, so look, let's hear it. Look, look, I don't know. I mean, I posted this on Facebook the other day, but the the perp, one of the major purposes of the Navy, and every sailor who joins the Navy learns this, is to keep the sea lanes free. That's right. the, that's the purpose of the Navy. It's not to go fight wars in foreign lands. That's not the primary purpose. We okay. are a capitalist society. We use the oceans to take our goods and move them from country to country to do trading. That is the optimal thing that we do. And it was those pirates on the shores of Tripoli that mm -hmm. we went back in, you know, 200 years ago and plus and said, guess what, buddy? 
we are not going to have any more of our merchant ships being taken by you bastards. And we went over there and we kicked ass and those pirates, we didn't hear from them for forever. And now here we are again, we got pirates and these are not uh, the Johnny Depp type. Yeah. Darn it. You know, (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make light of a very serious issue, but we have to keep it kind of fun for us. Otherwise we couldn't sleep at night. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I'm just like, you know, why don't we just bring in a a carrier? I I don't know. You don't need a carrier group, but you take in a small group to go in there, bring in the Marines, like a good set of Marines, go in there. And the first thing you do is too bad, so sad for all of the ships that are in the port there. You sink everything. You sink everything in the whole harbors. You just do them under. Bam, bam, bam. You know, you go in there, you try to rescue the hostages as best you can. Maybe that's what you do. You do a hostage rescue and you say, you got so much time. We're bombing the whole place. You're, you're all done. And, and you go in and you just take it out because their base of operation is that, you know, they know they can get away with it anytime they want. So what do you say to the fact that the reason that, that we've been told or, or, can find online that there are Somali pirates is because their way of life and fishing has been decimated through toxic waste dumping and in and around their waters. So what do you say to that? Where, where do we oh, have, come on. all they do is get guns and drugs with the money anyways. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like they're, they're being pirates so they can feed their family. No, they're, they're, well, no I think different... that's what they're saying though. No, I mean, I don't know if that's they're, true. They're just but... a band of thugs in, in like gangs of LA or anywhere else. I mean, that's all they are. They're just gang, gangs on the high seas. You know what the Chinese do is they execute them right there on the ship. Summarily. Yeah, no, I, I would not want to be captured by the Chinese. That's for darn sure. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that there's that, that, that they, um, would be hardworking, honest fishermen if, if, they had the chance i don't know that for sure but if that's what they're claiming and if if the water is polluted that is kind of a drag so yeah i i I agree i mean the problem needs to be addressed and dealt with and i don't understand why this is continuing to happen so who knows maybe maybe there's some bigger plan in the works that we just don't know about of course i mean this was not off of somalia this was off of oman Come on. Yeah, exactly. Which, which I mean, was so, far away. Yeah, which so. is far away. So yeah. come on. You know, it'd be one thing if like, you know, you went by their house and they, you know, were, were you know, <laughs> you're just it, off it, the coast of Somalia. It like, would be different. It, yeah. It'd be a drive by shooting. And that's not right, what this was. Right. Yeah. No, it's pretty serious stuff. So they, I they imagine. Went, um, they went in our neighborhood. I mean, it would be like, what if they came over to, you know, off the coast of Florida or off the coast of California and decided the ship is ours. We're taking over, you know, taking it over. That's true. Yeah. We wouldn't be so happy about that. So yeah, no, I hear you. I, I just think I, I, I feel like it didn't start out of nothing. And frankly, gang violence doesn't start out of nothing with the exception of ignorance. So, um, it, it definitely needs to be addressed. There needs to be some other option for these people, or I guess the other option is death. So, but, but you know what <laughs> you have to deal the, Criminal actions on the high seas are take on a completely different thing than when you have a government that's in charge. On the ocean, there is no government other than maritime law, international maritime right. law. And so that's what you have to deal with. I guess. Yeah. So Well, it's going to seriously limit my desire to take my yacht out and distribute Bibles now. I just won't be doing that. 
Well, I think that the world is at a loss. <laughs> that was going to be my summer vacation, and darn it, now I won't do they, they it. Ruined so it. <laughs> they ruined it for me. <laughs> Well, let's move on to the next tragedy we can talk about. Yes, okay. We are rolling right through this. Uh, New Zealand? Yeah. Darn it. Things aren't happy down under. So last I saw 65 people dead in a city, which the second largest city in New Zealand called Christchurch, New Zealand. Are they earthquake prone there? This is the one thing I didn't look up. Are they, you Um, know, like we are here or they're... Do they have well, a well? It's major you know it's that them? whole Pacific Rim thing. Oh, I guess that's true, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. So I feel like um, I always take the earthquake thing seriously because obviously we don't want to have one here. And every time I hear about one and devastation from one, I figure oh I should probably get my stuff in order, and I still haven't done it. And the joke is I can probably name twenty five people that haven't done it. So why do we? continue to live in this false hope or sense of security that, oh, it's not going to happen here. It, it is going to happen here. Mm-hmm. And, and were these people prepared? I'd like to know if they're a more hardy crew, if they had their stuff in order. I haven't heard anything about any problems trying to get supplies and stuff. I think they're, they're equipped that way. But um, well, you know, I don't know. what would you think would be a uh, well, okay, it was a 6.3 magnitude earthquake, and they had 100, uh, they think there's going to be over 1,000 people, is that right, of a death toll? said so unconfirmed reports that the death toll could reach two to 300 people. Okay. And uh, now, you look at a city like San Francisco, which had a pretty sizable earthquake back uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, during the World Series, yeah. You know, and the, and the double-decker freeway collapsed on itself. Yeah. And uh and all that kind of stuff happened and they didn't lose that many people, did they? No, I don't think so. I think it was twenty some odd people died right. in San Francisco Quake. And then so you know, back in nineteen eighty seven we had a big earthquake in California. And uh and I don't remember hardly anybody getting injured in that. I mean at at those magnitudes, a six magnitude earthquake in California standards you're pretty prepared. Yeah, we're pretty prepared. Building and structurally, we are certainly prepared for that. So, and that's the the uh, the good and the bad of all these zone zoning and codes and all this stuff. It's a pain in the ass if you're trying to build something. But I guess if you're trying to write out a 6.5 earthquake, it's not such a pain in the ass. So it's hard to to say what the expense and and delay of building and construction is due to all the rigmarole and paraphernalia you got to go through to get permits to build something that's earthquake safe but if you're in that building when there's an earthquake you're pretty glad for it oh, so especially a high-rise building yes exactly so yeah i don't know what they're um i, I mean it just seems like they're handling it which is nice that it, it's mm-hmm. not like haiti obviously where it was just complete annihilation of a population essentially so it's encouraging that some people um that they're obviously not a third world country it's new zealand but that they are ready to take on those disasters yep. well, hold on yeah. just can you hold on a second of course i'm gonna pause this yeah okay 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 all right, all right we're back Do you, um i'm i'm gonna cut that portion out here yeah we'll cut that out but, but we're at 20 you know we're only at 23 minutes into our podcast oh just, well shoot we got time okay we, good we do. we're, we're doing great. well the last two the oscars and the sex thing might take a while so this is i good. know <laughs> Okay. 
All right. I want to add one last thing about the earthquake. Yeah. Uh, I was just reading a little bit more about it. And apparently in September, they'd had the magnitude seven earthquake. And that that this and that was like 40 miles or kilometers, excuse me, west of the city. But this seems to be a direct result from that quake. So oh, it's like an aftershock from, type of thing. Correct. Yeah, that's the deal. So <laughs> but people's nerves were already rattled. September's not that long ago. So I think that makes it even worse for people. I, I remember that myself with the few big quakes that we've kind of lived through here and we've never had that kind of devastation. It's those damned aftershocks that just kind of send you through the roof. So, Well, I can tell you that hurricanes here in Florida from a disaster standpoint, right? people are definitely freaked out about that. Yes, mm-hmm. as it should be. It's scary stuff. So, yep. yeah. so we'll keep our thoughts for those folks. Okay. So... All Let's right. see. What's our next topic? Let's get to the important news, okay. you know, entertainment news. Do you want to do that first or do you want to do the, uh, um, you know, this this whole, you know, men and women social? Yeah, that's fine. We can do that men and women thing. That's yeah, good. Let, let's do that because yeah. it'll be fun, more fun because yep. the weekend has the Oscars. So okay. we'll end on that. True, that's, we'll end on that. You're right. Um, so I, I saw here in the. New York Times it says committed men are not swayed by women's fertility. That was the headline. Woo-hoo. And the interesting thing, this is what the summary says. It says there's some studies that have proven that women are deemed sexier at their peak stage of fertility. And then nice. they quote, this is the quote, lap dancers get better tips. Men rate a woman's men rate a woman's body odor as more attractive and respond to it with higher levels of testosterone. And this is a new study conducted right here in Florida at Florida State University rating a woman's attractiveness revealed that only single men considered a fertile woman uh, participant to be hot, while committed fellas rated her as less attractive, presumably because on some level they sensed she could threaten their long-term relationships. So... um, that's I think that's very interesting, and I think it's nature's way of of maybe protecting these men from you know acting inappropriately, right? Isn't that your take on that? Um, I you know I don't know, but maybe that's the. Uh, let's see. It says, in fact, it goes on. It says, to avoid being enticed to stray, they apparently convinced themselves she wasn't attractive. This experiment was part of a new trend in evolutionary psychology to study relationship maintenance. <laughs> they, they were trying to convince themselves that she was undesirable. <laughs> so interesting. I mean, all of that is so subtle and, and unknown to the rest of us, right? I mean, you don't know who's doing what or what cycle someone's in. But if you have an innate feeling... That that's just so beyond what we consciously think. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm. But you know, I mean, I think from the sailor perspective, and I wonder. Oh dear, I, this is going to go south real uh, quick. It's going, to, yeah, it's going way south. <laughs> you know, I, I, I live the sailors' perspective. The sa- oh dear. Well, yeah, because yeah, they're the ones who introduced the strip club thing. Okay. Oh, is that a sailor? Uh, yeah, because that's what happens is the sailors come in to sea, at least here at Port Canaveral, and the first thing they do, well, maybe one of the first things they do, is they hit the local strip clubs in in Cocoa Beach, Cape Canaveral. It, it's, okay. It also mean, sounds like your average bachelor party, but okay, it, that, go ahead. It, yeah, well, you know, you go to sea for like six months, and then you come back, and what, what do guys want to do? They want to see girls. 
Of course they do. And yes. you know what? Let me tell you what. Whether you're married or you're single, you still want to see girls. Of course. Yes. In, in that way. Human, you want to objectify just... women. You're right. <laughs> in yeah. the nicest way, right? In the nicest way. Oh, you know what? Uh, b- believe me, I bet you that, that those guys who show up there with their hundreds of dollars that they haven't been able to spend for months on an end, right. treat, treat those girls like gold. They are not right. um, going in there being jerks. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't have anything against strip clubs and I don't have anything against strippers making more money on their whatever optimum time they can make more money. I think right. that's, an, and I just think it's an interesting phenomenon and that we just don't know it's happening and it's still happening. So be curious to see in at some point, maybe there's going to be um, better male contraception. Okay. So maybe that happens within the next 50 years. Wow. So you know what, does that mean that, you know, they have those ovulation kits. So uh-huh. a girl could go, you know what? I can get better results this weekend this you know this weekend so but you know what well hold on a second forget about the lap dancing thing for a second right let's put this into other perspectives let's okay. say let's say you are a salesperson okay and you're a woman and you sell stuff and right you, and you want to uh maybe make some more money sell some more stuff to that male client sure and you know that You've got a lot of product. It's the, towards that time when you need to get those commissions in and stuff. Right, right. And, and so you check your ovulation calendar and you go, you know what? This is this is when I have my best opportunity because I'm going to be deemed much more attractive than uh, this week rather this than week. next week. Uh-huh. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. That could be a new strategy d- d- for right? me to work. Isn't yes. that how you can, I mean, if you, if you knew that you could, I mean, that's what we do, right? That's we got to take this knowledge and learn from we it. We have yes. to. T- you have to apply the bull crap to, <laughs> you know, yes. to to your own personal life. Like, let's say that you wanted to get that raise, right? In a job, and you're a woman, and you have a male a boss, and you, you know, if you know that, especially if they're single, that you might have it a chance to appear more attractive. That's subconsciously. right. Subconsciously. And they won't even know. They wouldn't even know that you're doing it. <laughs> That's true. Well, we women, we are conniving, don't you know? So, uh, yes. I devious and cunning and bear watching at all times. <laughs> That's oh, right. Oh, wait. That's enlisted guys in the Navy. Dang it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that you're right. We could use this power for good or bad, or whichever even. way you want to look at it. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, well, check back with me in a month. I guess I'll let you know after next <laughs> month's sales reports are in. <laughs> uh, nice. For sort of along the guy-girl topic that we've been talking about, the uh, recent Time Magazine article, um, The Truth About Sex Addiction. And if I knew how to send this to you, I would, but maybe we'll put it up on the website. And and talking about, in particular, this one fellow who, you know, just dangerously has sex with everybody that he wants to and is married. And of course that's problematic in a marriage. If you don't have that arrangement. Now, how is it that, um, just everybody just goes, sees this guy and goes, Oh, Hey, I'll have sex with you. Well, I think he's paying for some of it. So oh, oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So yeah, I don't know that he's, he is paying for a lot of it. I think. Oh, well, and that, that's, a diff- um, that's a whole different uh, story. 
Right, exactly. So is that a different kind of addiction than if he was just get, you know, just getting lucky in bars or what what's the deal there? Is that is it really even addiction? I kind of don't think it is. My my only thing about saying that sex is an addiction is that we're wired to have sex. Right? You know, we're the whole everything about every creature on the planet is wired for procreation. Right. So, so how can it be an addiction if it's something you're predestined to do? Just some people want to do it more. So <laughs> so that's, you know, that, so we instead we call it an addiction rather than really. Bad behavior. Uh, it could either, be, well, because, it, right, bad, you know, you could call it bad behavior because, we're, you know, what's the chemical imbalance? Then maybe. Exactly. But then what about for, for someone like me who's, you know, self-diagnosed food addict? Well, we're all programmed to eat, too. So can I really have that as an excuse that it's, a, it's an addiction? I, I don't know. Well, um, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. Can you call it an addiction? I mean, I and th- I love addictions. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing against addictions. But, but, no, but- we normally ex- associate addictions to Exterior things that are like chemicals that create dependency. Yes, drugs, alcohol. Well, gambling. Gambling, yeah. Addiction that doesn't necessarily, although it produces a chemical in your brain, the dopamine or whatever that makes you happy. So Mm. I I don't know. I I don't know anyone who's being treated for this ailment. And of course, sex does that too, right? You know, you release endorphins. Right, endorphins are happening. So yeah. At least he's not doing drugs. Right. I guess his wife could be grateful for that. I guess it just makes for um, disease. Yeah, that's the problem is that there can be those sort of nasty things hiding in there. So and and it's one thing if you're in a relationship and you both agree that you're going to do whatever you want. But that wasn't the case for this guy. And he was deliberately sneaking around. And I think there's a little bit of the payoff there on that for his quote unquote addiction. Like it's more about the secrets that maybe he's excited about. I don't know. Oh, right. I mean, I guess the thing is, is if you're married to someone who's, or in a relationship with someone whose libido is significantly less than yours. Right. Then that's part of the, you know, situation that doesn't allow you to do that. I mean, imagine if you had, friends and they had talked about their sex life and they said oh yeah we all have sex three to four times a day you know i, I mean the national average i don't think comes out to be that i think three or four times a week would you'd be lucky for lots of married people out there oh i yes i think you're exactly yeah. right about that and so far the american psychiatric association hasn't added sex addiction addiction to their you know what is the book, the, the Statistical Manual of Mental Health Disorders oh, or whatever? DS, yeah, yes, the yeah. DSMMD or whatever. Right. Um, uh-huh. So they, they're just calling it hypersexual disorder, but they haven't officially put that into the psychiatric, you know, journal, which would legitimize it as a, as a real disease or a treatable that's, disease. That's because all the men in the United States will go out on disability all at the same time. <laughs> Disorder. That's right. We you all have it. No, I've got hypersexual. <laughs> Just we're all going out. <laughs> well, the the, gonna... the the article goes on to state that if they did recognize this as as sex addiction as being an actual thing, 
it would create huge revenue streams in the mental health business. It would. So. That's what I just said. I, just, I didn't even have to read the article, and I knew that. That's exactly it. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So, people like Tiger Woods, Charlie Sheen. Um, David Duchovny. He's the fame, big famous one. He's a fame one. And he even has a show kind of about it. Yeah. Um, Bill Clinton, for that matter. I mean, that these people have reputations of being sort of philandering. Are they addicts? Are they beyond help? Are they, you know, where do you think they are? No, I think that they're just normal people who acted upon their desires. Because they can, right? Yeah, you know, they had the means. It was, uh, yeah, I I don't, well, you know, that's just me. I guess I'm allowed to have an opinion, and I kind of think that uh, talking to all of my male friends, I've got uh, male friends that I know who uh, have lots and lots of sex on like on the weekends particularly i have a friend who you know that's his deal and he comes right. you know i live a little vicariously through his life on through through the week oh yeah you know well yes i think that's exactly right. he's single right he, he's Your single friend? yeah yeah okay so here's the deal if you're single mm-hmm. or if you're a celebrity yeah and you're you get these opportunities that that most married or attached people don't get and i think that's why it can be more readily available for them. Like if you were single or whatever, you'd have more opportunity or if you were a celebrity and played golf or was on, you know, the number one TV show in the country. I mean, what single guys would be throwing themselves. What what single guys are being called out for sex addiction or single women for that matter? Right. I don't think only married people are, are diagnosed with sex addiction. You know, there's something to that. Think about it. Yes. Yeah. So it is interesting, and and, and having um, having the thought of okay, this could be a, a treatable disorder. How would you treat it? Would you treat it with medication? What would the medication do to your libido? Would it completely stifle it? What what's going to happen there? I don't know. Uh-huh. All right, so let's transition to the next topic, and I believe that it is the Oscars. That was our last thing on the list to talk about, which I think is going to be great. Yeah, and it's this weekend. It is. The, the gala for gowns and, and good times is on Sunday night, right? It used to be on Monday nights, as I recall, but they moved it to was Sunday. It? Was yeah, it? Yeah, remember, it was, it was Monday nights for the longest time. And they just recently, within the last 10 years, put it, it to, to Sunday nights. What's interesting is ABC has always was, they were known as the awards broadcasting network for years. Because they had them all, right? They Grammys, had, Emmys. They yes. had everyone. Now they only do the Oscars. And I right. Think, I think they do a pretty good job from an award standpoint. I mean, the host issue is, is one that in our adulthood, there has not been the consistent Oscar host. Like it used to be Bob Hope and he did it forever or, you know. Well, Billy um, Crystal. All that. I, yeah, that's it for, what, five years, six years? Yeah. He did it for quite a while. I, and he was great. I used to like when, if, if you know, you'd know, oh, it's Billy Crystal on, I'm watching the Oscars. You know you're going to watch it. True. He it, was sort of. He missed your Oscar at that point. I wonder why they don't get him back, or maybe he doesn't want to do it. I think he was just tired of it. Yeah? yeah. It's a huge thing. How could you get tired of it? I, I don't know, but I mean, that that whole song and dance thing with all the movie montage and stuff, how do you not like that? I know. It's entertaining, and people like it. So I would think it'd be and, – and he's that kind of entertainer. He's – to me, I think his desire is to please people and be funny, and that's a great venue to do that in front of a worldwide audience. It's not just us. I mean, he's not terribly funny in everything he does, 
but he's definitely entertaining in the things yes. he does. And he has longevity and a career that backs up his, you know, he didn't just step onto the stage, so to speak. He's earned that spot or had had at that point. Oh, yeah. And uh, the two they got this year, who I like both of these people, Anne Hathaway and James Franco. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I think they're just trying to tout to a young audience. Oh, that's probably true. But that's true. They're, they're, they want to say that this is a, a young person should sit down and enjoy this, and it's going to be a good award show. But you know right. what? I, I can't believe, you know, how they've got so many, excuse me, movies listed for best picture. The 10 movies is a how, little much. How do you, you, you know, you're going to select one out of this yes. list. You couldn't whittle it down. Right. Right. I don't know why they moved it to 10. And and if they're going to have that many, then they have to have it by category or type. Musical comedy, drama, maybe even a period piece, uh, the the it's just animation. A, yeah. It's just an honor to be nominated. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, well, have you watched any of the SAG Awards or the yes, Director's Yes, Guild? I watched a lot I of those know. award shows because I'm an award show junkie, I guess. I, to- yeah, I like that stuff, too. And here in California, we're sort of inundated in it, so we get to see it all the time. Uh-huh. And I feel like what I'd been reading a week ago was that it was sort of all sewn up in the bag, that the Director's Guild is kind of how it goes because most of those members are voting members of the Academy. Oh. So the Golden Globes aren't generally a good uh, precursor because right. the Hollywood Ford Press aren't necessarily members of the Academy, So they and they make some wild picks in the Golden Globes. So Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. But, so. I mean, like... I haven't seen The Social Network. I haven't seen The King's Speech. I haven't seen 127 Hours. Didn't see Winner's Bone. I didn't see that one. What is that even about? I, I have never no heard idea. of that one. But Saturday Night Live had uh, the yes, w- Wayne's the World. Wayne and Garth. Yes. Wayne, Wayne and Garth. And, and they were doing like this similar thing like us doing this. But, you know, we're going to yes. talk about we're going to talk about the Oscars coming up. Winter's Bone. <laughs> <laughs> they said that like ten times, ten times in there that it should win. It should win. I did see. Um, I've I've seen it a lot. I've seen King's Speech, 127 Hours, Social Network. I saw Black Swan. I just saw Blue Valentine last week, which was a very interesting movie. Blue Valentine. Um, yes. See now, sort I've of I've seen Toy Story three. Yeah, I saw that. No. I saw True Grit. I didn't see that, but JP saw it, so I kind of saw it through him. Okay, and I saw because he told me that it was good. <laughs> okay, I saw Inception. I want to see that. I'm going to rent that this weekend. Yes, that that's great. Um, so, having seen those, uh, Toy Story three was good, but I don't think that it was Oscar beat out. I think True Grit would should beat out Toy Story three if I was oh. selecting. If you were selecting, yeah. well, bottom line, Social Network should win for Best Picture. Really? You, it, you think it's it, a got it better than King's Speech? Well, I think the King's Speech is going to win, but I think Social Network should win because it it truly is a movie that delineates this time period better than any other. And all the people that are in it are amazing. The story is, of course, compelling and fairly realistic, whether or not the facts are all right can be disputed, but it's a work of fiction based on true events and their performances and the, the sentiment that it conveys about why he created Facebook or, or why he didn't create Facebook and what that means. 
it's a very powerful movie. I, I just really enjoyed it. So, and 127 Hours shouldn't win Best Picture, even though it's a great movie. Um, it didn't have all those elements. So, and I think True Grit probably has all those elements too of, of highlighting that time period and making it believable. It's a good story. The people, the characters are compelling. But I just think I, Social I thought- Network. Just above and beyond. And, and the characters, the actors were compelling in True Grit as right. well. So, I mean, right. it, it wasn't like it's just some remake thing. Because I, mean, I didn't really see the first, the original with John Wayne. So oh, I, you've never seen Okay. I, I, right. I saw, afterwards, I saw parts of it, but I didn't really ever see True Grit. I didn't see The Fighter yet, which I hear is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see Black Swan, which I, I didn't love. And I wanted to love it, and I just didn't. So it's an interesting movie filled with symbolism and ballet, and it just lost me. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> but so who's gonna so who's gonna win for um, best actor then? Actor. We've got okay. Yes, Javier well, Bardem. Haven't yeah. seen that movie. <laughs> we probably shouldn't do it's this topic because be- we haven't. I, yeah, we haven't seen anything. Beautiful. <laughs> Well, well, we know what we like. We know what we like. Well, <laughs> since we don't know who he is, he doesn't get our vote. Too bad. I so like me some Javier Bardem. He's a good guy, but really? I, I don't think the movie is well seen enough or well uh, touted enough to to win. I, I think it's going to be really tough with the. I mean, I've seen the scenes, a lot of scenes from the King's Speech, and everyone uh-huh. I think really thinks that Colin Firth has this thing wrapped up. I think he's going to win but, it. Yeah, but I will tell you what. Jeff Bridges really had his best performance ever as an actor in True Grit. All right. He really did. Um, well, and he scored the lowest on um, percentage of chance of winning, according to Entertainment Weekly. He yeah. only has a 5% chance, whereas Colin Firth has a 55% chance. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I understand. I know that a lot of people think Jesse Eisenberg is going to win. Right, he was next on the list at twenty percent, and and I think he's great. I really do. But see, I would be one of those bad voters that wouldn't vote for him, even though I really liked his performance, because I think Colin Firth has done a little bit more. So I would probably abuse my vote that way but, and but, not vote based on the material. But right, and remember, we had this conversation about musicians yeah, just the other. People shouldn't do that, right? It, you have to on the performance because I watched Tron. With right? Je- with Jeff Bridges, and right. and we've seen Iron Man with Jeff Bridges, right? And I don't think that in those movies he was like this great actor, dude, right? But in and Country Star, what was Country Heart? What was the movie he won for last year? Oh, it I was, don't know. You know. What did he? Win? He was a country music singer. He won Best Actor last year oh, for did he? that country music movie. So he might not get it just Jeff because Bridges he just won, won last year. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I so that. I think it's going to be Colin's Colin first to lose at this point, and he won the Directors Guild and the SAG one, so I think he's going to get it. All right, well there you go. Mark it down. Mark it down. Have it have it be known. Okay. Um, the, so best actress then. Do you Be- have the list of the girls? Yes, I, I do have the list of the girls. Annette Benning for the kids are all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole Kidman for Rabbit Hole. Oh, I can't see that one. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence in. Winter's Bone. <laughs> Why do we instantly turn into seventh graders? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, as soon as that Wayne's World thing, it's just <laughs> on my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> Natalie Portman in Black Swan. And right. Michelle Williams in uh, Blue Valentine. 
And you said um, you saw Blue Valentine. I did. It was very interesting. A movie that's getting a lot of uh, critical acclaim. It's an independent film, so not super wide release. It's about the dissolution of their marriage. And, and the interesting thing about my take on the movie was I think the movie wants you to kind of be on her side. And I was kind of on his side. So, but the performances were really good. Both she and Ryan Gosling were amazing in it. I didn't love the story because it's sad, but but it was a good movie. Natalie Portman's going to win, though, don't you think? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if she doesn't win, I'm, I'll be real surprised. I think that the and buzz... she was good in the movie. Oh, so, wow. yeah, even though I didn't love the movie, she was good in it. Wow. And she's getting ready to have a kid. And yeah. I don't even know if yeah, she's she... married or not. Uh, yeah. I be- well, you she... know what? I think it's just her live-in boyfriend or oh, whatever. That's right. They're engaged or something. Yes, they're yeah. Yeah, they were engaged in something, but yeah, she. Oh she no! For that. She she met him on the set of Black Swan because I saw this on the CBS Sunday Morning Show. Oh, is that what happened the, to her? Yes, okay. she fell in love with her, uh, her, you know, ballet partner dude. Well, I think she's um she's gonna win just because isn't it traditional or seems traditional that the gals who win for best actress or best you know, supporting actress. Then they go on to do their very next movie is a total bomb, stupid movie. I, I heard that you have a tragedy in your life after you win. Right. Whether it's your divorce or whatever, like, like Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. They said it's yeah. a kiss of death. That's, yeah. that's the, that's the, the, the curse. The curse. Of the, the Oscar, the Oscar right? curse. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. they claim. So we'll see. Well, I just saw that Natalie Portman movie, no strings attached yeah. with her and Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking she's going to win an Academy award deservedly. For Black Swan, and then she did this. I don't know. I didn't love that one either. So should be, do like what Sandra Bullock did. She she won a Razzie and an Academy Award in the same all year. on the same night. That's yeah. or within the same weekend, right? Don't yeah. they do the Razzies the next weekend? And, yes. And oh, she, that could happen. And she went, and Sandra Bullock went and picked up her Razzie in person. Which is another thing that endears her to people is Uh-oh. that she gets it. She's you know can be celebrity when she wants to. She can be normal when she wants to. I think that's why people like her. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. her. I still like yeah. her. I do too. I, I guess. She knew what she was getting into when she married him. That's the only thing uh, I have to say about that. Well, that's a whole other thing. I think we're, she broke She broke a lot of hearts from a lot of guys who probably would have done her much better than, uh, than that joke. Then what's his name? Well, and that's just it. I think if you've got the taste for the bad boy, then that's what you're going to get a taste of. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. she got. Will she go back? <laughs> I don't think she'll go back. And I think he's definitely moved on. So. He definitely doesn't. I got to change that ringtone. Need her? <laughs> ah, oh, I didn't hear it. it it's CeeLo Green. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. We're on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not live. Uh, let's just do a couple more of these real quick, and then uh, we'll uh, wrap it up. I guess. Best director. Best director. Um, let's see who who ha- uh, achievement in. Was that the same as achievement in directing? Yeah, I guess that would be. I guess so, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Black Swan, The Fighter, King of Speech, The Social Network, and True Grit. The Coen brothers did a good job in in that movie. Of course, I haven't seen these other ones, so it's really hard to say. I think if you look at the job of directing and incorporating all the aspects of filmmaking, I think the guy happens to be David Fincher. I think he should win because he had the most elements to coordinate the most actors, the most dynamic story. In my opinion, the King speech is a, is a good movie with great actors. 
I think the guy from Social Network, David Fincher, is going to win. Yeah, you think? And I, I think he he deserves it. I think he had the most people to direct and um, things to coordinate and story. Mm-hmm. So I guess apparently, you know, generally the Academy Best Picture and then Best Director go hand in hand for the awards. Yeah. But they've split that up um, a couple times in the past decade or so. So we're right. I think I think um, social he'll win for director, but I think the King's Speech will win for Best Picture. Really? I think the best yeah. screenplay is going to be True Grit. Screenplay could be True Grit. Because everyone Maybe. seems to think that the Coen brothers, because they wrote it, uh, they wrote this this version of it. Mm-hmm. They seem to think that they did a great job with the So screenplay. would that be adapted screenplay? Is that how that works? Or yes, that? I believe yeah. it is. Uh, in fact, uh, let's see, is it? Yes, adapted screenplay. Yeah. Although Social Network is adapted from that book. Right. Aaron uh, Sorkin is up for that. And they think that he has a good jo- uh, possibility. And I think he's popular. I, you know, but the, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Are you going to watch the whole show? Oh, you bet. The King, the yeah. original screenplay is uh, King's Speech is up for that in The Fighter. Yeah, it'll probably and, win. And, and Inception. Inception was a really good movie. In, I in, still need to see if, that. If, yeah. you're, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll find out if I'm into it after this weekend. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It's one of those movies you may want to have to watch a couple times and really be focused in on it. Really? Okay, okay. All right. Something to do this weekend. Well, well, we definitely have a lot. You know what? Let's fill out our ballots for the weekend. And you email me your picks. All right. I'll email you my picks. I'll have them to you before Sunday. Okay, good, you, good, good. You, you yes. have until Saturday. And, and All the, right. And the only list that you have to do is, uh, in fact, I'll send you the list. In fact, I'm Yeah, gonna, and then we'll do the top five or six categories, who, right? Whoever, Ten categories. whoever yeah. has the most uh, wins. Okay, what are we winning? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Another I know st- what I want. I mean, I think we should do Starbucks, Starbucks right? Starbucks, sure. Who doesn't want that? I think, we, I think we ought to get, you know, sponsored by Starbucks. <laughs> We should. <laughs> Somebody ought to sponsor us. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, good. Well, then that'll be good. Well, what? Maybe five, ten bucks, maybe? Five, five, five bucks on the Starbucks card? Five bucks or ten bucks? I might be willing to up Danny. Oh, I'm my feeling gosh. Confident. You're feeling confident. <laughs> I'm feeling confident. <laughs> I have no reason to feel confident, but I am. <laughs> well, we can decide how much it's going to be. But, uh, yeah, so there will be some Starbucks on the line. Okay. I like that idea. I'm, I'm sending you the thing to your Gmail. So, okay. And I'll call it Oscar. All Oscar. right. So that way we're doing the exact same list. Perfect. Okay. All you do is put a little X by the ones that you think, and I'll send you my list. We'll recap next week. And if you guys out there listening have a list and want to send your picks, we'll uh, talk about who had the best picks uh, at our our big show next week when we talk Oscar winners and how amazed we were at who won. And you know what? Last week, who'd have thought we'd have been talking about what we talked about this week? So I don't think the Wisconsin thing had kicked off last week at this time. I don't no. think the Somali pirate thing just happened over the weekend, right? right? So it is so interesting that, you know, these things happen so quickly. We don't know what we're going to talk about next week. No, we do not. But we do know. Tune in Wednesday and we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, we should have a new one. And, oh boy. And 
I'm sure we'll be talking for sure Oscars next time. For sure. Yes. For sure. All right. Well, we definitely hit lots and lots of topics. We hope you guys out there uh, have enjoyed it. It was a little controversial at times and thought-provoking, but nonetheless entertaining. So with that, for TJ Talks, I'm Judd. And I'm Teresa. And we will speak with you later. Talk at you later.
Thank you. 